Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are Movies. As always, I'm Johnny Mockney, and my guest today is the great Nick Lydorf. Um, if you're familiar at all with the uh, Michigan comedy scene, odds are you know Nick. He's one of the veterans from uh, the Lansing scene and uh, one of the first people I knew doing comedy back in 2017. He was one of the hosts at Crunchies back then, and uh, just a fantastic writer. Um, he's a lawyer as well and um obviously that's a huge part of his acts and uh you can actually find his um first album his debut album is coming this month on october 14th uh it's called free consultation and you can pre-order it now i have the link in the description of this episode uh nick's been on once before talking about the big lebowski and he came back on to discuss the classic early 2000s comedy old school uh directed by todd phillips starring uh luke wilson will ferrell and vince vaughn and a pretty stacked cast of supporting players too which uh, you'll hear us get into so uh, without any further ado please enjoy this very educational episode of we are movies So last time you were on, we talked Big Lebowski. Yes, which was a while ago. Which is your favorite movie of all time? All time, I think. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, how how much do you consider yourself a movie person? Um, I mean, not as much as you. You sure. you can you can really quote some movies and uh, and stuff. I ever since like we had a kid, like I just don't mm. you know watch movies that much. Like I'm just exhausted. Like we don't go to the theater a lot, you know, cuz of the pandemic. I haven't been to the movie theater in like a since before the pandemic. I mean, so um I mean, I like to watch movies. I think I find what I like and then I just keep watching it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I I don't it's know. It's comfortable. Cuz I only have so much time that I don't want to like waste it on some garbage movie, right? right? So I don't know. It is definitely... I've heard the, uh, I went to a lot of movies until I had a kid yeah. uh, phrasing many times in my life. Yeah. I think for a long time that was the, the crux of that. That's why I'm never having a kid. Yeah. It's like, party never ends. You gotta keep yeah. watching movies. That and the $700,000 right here. <laughs> and I'm sure one day I'll, I'll become an adult and sort my priorities out. But uh, <laughs> that's what it's been for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but... but um, I do think um, having a kid or weekend at Bernie's. Is there, what are you gonna pick? What are you well, gonna pick? Because the comfort watch yeah. thing is another thing you yeah. said there, where it's like I think also when you just when you have less time, you want to spend that free time doing something right. that you know is good. Yeah, yeah, like that's what my wife and I do. Like we will we'll watch Curb. We've watched yeah. every like every season, every episode, but we'll just put it on after he goes to bed because we're just like so exhausted you need like, to unwind so we, yeah, yeah. Or the office we just watch the office again and like again and again watching a yeah. sitcom you love is like yeah. just a friend an old friend visiting yeah. you know yeah. rather than like a movie you haven't watched before it's meeting a new person you're like I don't know how this yeah. is gonna go yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they might be weird yeah uh, it's funny when you are like you compare that to I know a lot of like you know 20 year old film students when I was in college and it's like Movies are like the frontier to them. They're like, oh, we, the the grind never stops. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I watch five new movies a day. They're in Ponce de Leon, like just uh, checking every all new stuff out. Explorers, <laughs> exactly. <that>. Explorers. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but really, I mean, 
all these movies have been discovered before by other maybe smarter people. So really, they're they're more like Chris Columbus, right? Of, there you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I definitely do think you're at least more of a movie person than I'm a law person. So right. Can, that that yeah. Settle yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah. I've seen your rap sheet, Jerry Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> um. So where does uh, where does old school fall for you? If The Big Lebowski is your favorite movie of all yeah. time, yeah, because this was the this was the one you offered up. You said yeah. old school it came yeah. front and center. It's it's a, so like this movie represents um, the transition in my life from mm. being a single person to being a married person. And okay, not. No, a lot of there's a lot of parallels with like the the Will Ferrell character and myself. Like I didn't run streaking or anything like that, but like I definitely I got married pretty early. I got married at 23, um, uh, 22, and wow, um, younger than it, me. Yeah. yeah, and so this film, we my friends and I we we were watching it, and then um, it just kind of represented where I was at in my life, like this between your friends versus your new life that you're, you know, uh, that you're, that you're transitioning into. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of parallels in that with, with me and the Will, Will Ferrell character and the Vince Vaughn character too. Right. Well, I was going to say, because you're kind of a bit of both in terms of how Vince Vaughn is actually like a, a a husband and a, and a a father. Whereas Will Ferrell, his arc is that he totally regresses. Yeah. And does not accomplish right. <laughs> being a family man. Right, right. So at least... It was you... touch and go there for a while for me, to be quite <laughs> honest with you, man. Like, uh, you were flirting with being Hank the Tank. Yeah, yeah. Frank it, the Tank. Yeah, it wasn't always, uh, you know, marital bliss, you know, because sure. I, was, I was a child. Like, I was at 22. I don't know, right. you know, why I, 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 I did that so early. But, I mean, I love my wife and we've... we've uh, but I think if, I think we would both say we probably wouldn't get married at 22 again. Sure. And um, was there a feeling at the time that was like, oh, I could have waited till maybe 28? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. De- yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, I just wasn't ready to do it. I was just like a child. So like, yeah. um, you know, just I was bridging, you know, the end of college, and then then with law school it was like, I didn't get to do anything for like, you know, for years. Uh, yeah. You know, for three years essentially. Um, yeah, when did you graduate law school? So I graduated law school in 2005. Okay. So I was, yeah, 25. Um, wow. Well, 24, and then I turned 25 later that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, thinking back, it, it, it does, there's a lot of parallels between myself and these people. <laughs> just, like, getting, you know, getting ripped. I hear at Michigan State, too. Like, uh, oh, I right. went to Michigan State, too, and, and um yeah, I was not. I was very studious, but then at the same time, when I was not in class, like I would, you know, get pretty, <laughs> pretty drunk. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so the movie came out in two thousand three. So you yes. were in law school at the time. Yeah. Uh, had you? I guess you were probably what a year into marriage yeah. at the time. Yeah. What? I mean, at the risk of first of all, I guess at the risk of getting too deep too early, and of course, don't answer whatever questions you don't <laughs> want to, but. <laughs> Seeing as how you did kind of have those, you know, reservations at the time, yeah. what was there one thing that compelled you to get married so early? Or? Um, oh man, I don't know. I don't yeah. really know. Like I, you know, I, like I love my wife. She's sure. my, but my first like long term girlfriend, really, okay. and we had been together for for like since freshman year at Michigan State, we were like 18 years old. Okay. Um, 
And I just didn't want to live in sin anymore, Johnny Mocking. <laughs> I wanted to. You know, make I was tired of being a 22 year old virgin and I needed to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was only so long time. that I could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 um, I mean, that's, I, that's not incredibly uncommon, though, too, especially right. that, I mean, 22, you're finishing undergrad and everyone's like, well, I'm supposed to be an adult. Yeah. And there's nothing more like you can. You feel like an adult, and you're supposed to be an adult, and you want to be an adult, but that insecurity always comes back when you go, "My girlfriend." And yeah. You kind of want, you know, you. Yeah. But like, if you're a 22 year old with a wife, yeah. everything's different. And yeah. Then, and I then, think maybe part of it too is like we were making some pretty big transitions in our life. Um, we moved from because I did my first year of law school in Miami, in, okay. in Florida, and um, she came with me, and she put her grad school on hold to do that. You know, so like. I don't know, maybe just yeah. um, recognizing that this is the person that I want to be with, and then maybe if I wasn't there already, you sure. know, fully, at least it would, along the way, I would probably learn, right. learn right. how to be a, a husband and better partner, <laughs> um, but... Well, I'm glad, I mean, I'm yeah, glad... we're really you... deep into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten in the movie yet. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm glad, I think that, that contextualizes the movie pretty well, so... Yeah. Um, when when it came out, it maybe hit you a little harder than it probably did anybody else in that yeah. year. It was well, just like, oh, we're watching the fun new frat movie, right? <laughs> and, and Mitch is a lawyer too, so I kind of like yeah. there's all three different yeah. parts of my personality. I, oh yeah, I forgot it. Yeah, it's a yeah. law movie. Yeah, yeah. that's the law plays an integral part to the third act of the movie, right? Um, the the fact that he's a lawyer is a it's Chekhov's gun. And yeah, the, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> hold on, let me Google what that means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you need to know to do or do you know? no i, I don't oh, okay okay yeah. sorry i figured you did um, <laughs> uh, if you can put it in the spongebob uh, squarepants uh, <laughs> references i would really appreciate it um, it's like the boulder in the crusty crab pizza <laughs> oh episode. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. okay now but, i'm back on the road with you yeah yeah so did you see it in theaters when it came out yeah, yeah, okay. I did. Yeah, were you Both already times. like a fan of the guys involved in this movie? Yeah, or? definitely. Um, I wasn't uh, so much like into uh, like you know, like Luke Wilson, like with Bob Rocket and stuff like that. Like sure. I did later. I really got. I really like that as I learned more about them. But um, more so like a um, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Will Vince Vaughn, Will Ferrell, and. I was also, I mean, I wrote down some notes when I was watching it recently. I watched it on Netflix for this. And yeah. I thought borderline one of the greatest uh, comedic ensembles ever put together in a film. Yeah. Like, besides those main three, you have, like, you have Jeremy Piven. Yeah. <laughs> Leah Remini. <clears throat> Craig Kilborn playing his, his yeah, character. Uh, Artie Lang and Matt Walsh. Like, yep. just... Uh, all these very uh, um, Eddie Pepitone Eddie is Pepitone. one line in the film. Yeah, he's like yeah. throughout the whole movie, but he only he speaks once. But right, he's, he's always there. I so at this point in time, are you you had you started doing comedy yet? No, okay. I, I didn't. There would be another ten years before I even did stand up for the first time. Oh, okay. Um, so in in two thousand and wait, no, even yeah, like nine, ten years. So two thousand and twelve was when I did stand up for the first time. So okay. uh, always kind of been you know kind of funny, but always I was just too afraid to like perform sure. in public kind of a thing yeah um but i loved i think i like i like like my friends and i we would just re recite movie quotes all the time that's what how we would kind of communicate each other's feelings i think you know yeah. and uh um 
never talk about our emotions, just like quote movies <laughs> and then kind of, um, and then just kind of connect to that. But yeah, this was, we would quote this, you know, all the time. I mean, this was just a, um, highly quotable movie <laughs> for, yeah. for us. Um, I think one thing about it, and I think, I think it's still quite a, it's a popular comedy from that era. Um, it's a popular comedy, I guess, in terms of that pack of guys. Yeah. That's specifically like the, you know, Farrell, Wilson, Vaughn, uh, Stiller kind of crowd, yeah, right. you know, like that, that collective, yep. kind of the rat pack of <laughs> the yeah. 2000s, right? Um, but I, I guess the one thing that kind of ages weirdly is that you have like Vince Vaughn and Will Farrell in this movie, and it's directed by Todd Phillips, who I later on to do in the Hangover movies yep. and Joker and stuff yeah. now. But like, I think the weird thing looking back on it now is that out of all these guys, the lead actor is Luke Wilson, right? Which, which, and maybe you, you, I would know better than me because I was, I was four years old when this movie came out. Was oh, there wow. a time where Luke Wilson was known as anything more than Owen's brother? Right. No. I mean, no. that was it. I mean, that was that, he was never the leading man. He was always just like a side kind of character. Um, well, even in Bottle Rocket, it's right. him and Owen. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. And then in in Royal Tenenbaums, which was also one of my favorite movies, yeah. um, he's just a you know ensemble part of the ensemble. He's never a main. He's not like a main role in there. Right. But has a big part, but which is interesting because I mean he's like he's got he's a handsome leading man yeah. kind of guy. I think there's I don't know I don't want to get too much into talking about people's faces, <laughs> but I think maybe part of the reason that Owen. So I think Owen Wilson is a much bigger star, A, because I do think he has more charisma yeah. as a performer. I think he's just got a certain likable quality to him. Also, I think we have this obsession with, like, imperfect beauty. Yeah. Like, we love a kind of handsome but not perfect looking face. For sure. And uh, Luke Wilson is just a very handsome man. Owen Wilson's like a handsome man with the weird nose. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think we like that a bit more as yeah. a culture. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the weird voice, too, and the very nasally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Somehow Owen's, like, a little more Southern than Luke. I don't yeah, quite know. I don't, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know their background, but they, one, it doesn't seem like they're brothers. Like, I, you, no. I don't think you could, you would even... Right, right. Well, and, uh, and that's why they're in so many movies together where they don't play brothers and you don't even yeah. realize. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Luke Wilson, I think at the time, had already been like, he was like a love interest in the Legally Blonde movies. That's right, stuff, so. that's right, yeah. Yeah, he was he was doing that. that. Um, but... Doesn't uh, say much when you're forget forget his forgettable, forgettable <laughs> roles. Sorry, Luke, if you're a fan of the show. I'm sorry, sorry, yeah. Oh gosh, I don't want to lose Luke Wilson as an audience member. Well, I, I wanted to move on from that to say that I yeah. like Luke Wilson the movie. Yeah, I think he's great. I yep. think he's. I like. Uh, I think he's a great straight man for sure. Because ultimately, I mean, that's that is the most gracious role a, a yeah. comedic actor plays in a movie, and the fact that Luke Wilson isn't really a comedic actor. He's in comedies, but right, he is. He's done dramas too. He's done a lot yeah. of stuff, and so I think that's the perfect type of person yeah. to cast as. Yeah, you need, yeah to to bridge the gap between Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn. Like you yes. need somebody like that, and I think yeah, you're, you're right. I think that he does that very well. Like like in a as a a good MC in a comedy show. Like there, you're not you're not getting the accolades. Like, <clears throat> but it's you know, an integral role and to make sure everything works together, right? I love comparing it to an MCU. Yeah. <laughs> the most yeah. thankless job. Yeah, it's the most thankless <laughs> job. But it's also the most important, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, he's and he's uh, he's the audience surrogate in this yeah. case. He's kind of the most relatable guy. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's uh, they're a great trio because uh, Will Ferrell is... I think what's interesting is that 
Uh, Luke Wilson and Will Ferrell have opposite arcs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Where when we first meet Luke Wilson, he's heading home from this conference. Yeah. Uh, where he, he works with Artie Lang and Matt Walsh. He's yeah. heading home from this conference and he walks in on his <laughs> his wife or fiance. Oh, uh, one of the I can't th- remember. Yeah. But uh, Juliette Lewis. Juliette Lewis, yeah. Uh, who's about to have a threesome. Yeah. <laughs> with, another, with two other people, a man and a woman. And uh, and that's too much for him, obviously, and yeah. it's wrong. And he, he uh, th- one of my favorite little bits, like Juliet Lewis is not much of the movie, but she she's very funny in the scene where they're arguing in the kitchen. Yeah, and she's smoking the cigarette. Yeah. And there's a bit she's like, "I'm really sorry." And she b- blows the cigarette out the corner <laughs> yeah. of her mouth. Like, yeah, you know. Uh, but then the fact that that's where he starts, yeah. and then that's where. Will Ferrell ends. Yeah. <laughs> is literally with Juliet Lewis. Right. So showing that his progression is Will Ferrell's regression. Yeah. And it's like they're both they're guys with different paths in yeah. life. <laughs> they're just yeah. headed in different directions. Yeah. Great in a great line uh, with with Todd Phillips where he puts himself in and he's like, Hey, I'm here for the gangbang. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was very funny. It's a great just a punchline that whole yeah. scene. Yeah. But it's a great it's a perfect um it's a perfect setup to what sends us into like, yeah, grown man with sort of boring nine to five job, right. uh, now has to live in a college town, yeah. you know, and then, um, but then also being Luke Wilson being a relatable, normal, everyday guy, you have to have Will Ferrell and specifically Vince Vaughn pushing him into this into position this thing, yeah. where now they're running a frat. Right, right, right. right. Um, but also one thing I like about the movie, and this kind of harkens back to a lot of the college comedies of back in the day, like uh, Revenge of the Nerds or, or Animal House, where the main characters are kind of the douchebags. Yeah, like they're when That's when true. Jeremy Piven shows up and yeah. he's is he's he's not the dean, but he's like in charge of uh, right. Or he might be the he dean. Is, actually. He is the dean. He yeah. is the dean. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna kick you off campus, and you're like, yeah, yeah Jeremy Piven's kind of a dick, but then. They're like, hey, remember when we used to do all this stuff to you? And you're like, oh, they tortured Jeremy yeah, Piven in high him. school. He rightfully wants to get back it, to them. Was his name Cheese? Like, yeah, yeah, Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, in any other movie, these guys are the villains. Yeah. But now it's just that Jeremy Piven's such a vindictive guy. Right, yeah. He, <laughs> then he he reacts in the... It just takes it to another level of being traumatized, and then, then he's hurt, and then now he's the psychopath. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which, and not even played to be sympathetic at all. Right. It, 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 you're instead kind of thinking, like, oh, he probably deserved whatever he got yeah, in high school, yeah. <laughs> now that I've met this guy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, then then we get into the the pledges, and a lot of like familiar faces besides, like, like Rob Corddry's in there. Right. Uh, who later I don't think was big at the time, but you know later it was in, like Hot Tub Time Machine and yeah. all, all this other stuff. Um, yeah, I said Eddie Pepitone. Yeah, um, Wild, um, Blue, Blue, great Joseph okay. Blue Pulaski, a fantastic oh character. Oh my god! I want to talk about the initial party scene because okay. the that first party scene is the one. I think it's it's. It's the end of the third, end of the first act, okay. basically, where they have that huge party. They have Snoop Dogg oh, Snoop. performing, yep, yep. Uh, which kind of I'm gonna say out of all the things in the movie, kind of pushes reality a little bit. Yes, <laughs> yeah, suspend your disbelief. I know when Owen oh, when when, uh, when Vince Vaughn brings up Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then um, but he brings him up, and then you know Will Ferrell ends up dipping back into drinking because he just got married. Mm-hmm. He's trying to settle down, be a regular. Yeah. And I love the setup before that where he's he's in a couples counseling and he's oh saying, like, God. I'm going to have sex with the same person my whole life. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, he's like, I thought we were in the trust tree. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were... 
And then is the the one thing that you know. And, and, and there's 22 year old you in the audience yes. crying at the scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing thing too, like the scene that I really related with is when Will Ferrell's talking with his wife. And he's like, yeah, they're just we're just having a little party for Mitch. He's like, no, you're gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna like go too wild. I'm like, oh no, 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 we know what happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he he like does he puts you know he shotguns beer yeah. and then uh, and then goes streaking on his own. Yeah, Frank the Tank. We don't want Frank to come around again. Right. Like, oh like, no, they're honey. talking about Frank the Tank like it's Doctor Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. <laughs> yeah. <Ive>. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then you get that great bit where the, the girls are having a girls' night out and they come across Oh my god, yeah. And Leah Remini has that, like, yeah. it must be cold out. Yeah, and Andy <laughs> Dick plays that role. Andy <laughs> Dick, yeah. Well, Andy Dick is the, uh, the blowjob expert. The blowjob expert, <laughs> yeah. Oh, such a nice great... Nice farm, Marissa. Right. <laughs> when we get back, I'll teach you Crouching Tiger, Hidden Penis. <laughs> I love the convoluted setup for that scene, yeah. too. All the girls are like, oh, we're going to do blowjob classes. Right. Right. And then Will Ferrell happens to be peeking in from the worst possible angle, yeah. where it looks like his his wife is blowing Andy Dick. <laughs> right. We can tell, like, unfortunately, you can tell that there's no women in the writer's room in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. This, this is no. a total, like, yeah, we're going to have our wives, like, do blowjob class. Because like, <laughs> that's women. That's this movie does do. not pass the back to That's class. what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's the op, like it's it's not just fails the Bechdel test. Yeah, <laughs> something about having all of the women as a group decide to take blowjob classes is like whatever the inverse of passing yeah. the Bechdel test is. Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, man. But that's a, yeah, that's an insane camera. Of course, Andy Dick turns out to be good at martial arts. Right. Of course. Breaks a table and takes <laughs> down Will Ferrell. It kind of reminded me that there's this running because like he he he. Knocks Will Ferrell to the ground violently, yeah. and then his wife's first reaction is like, "Frank, what are you doing?" Dude. Here? Like she's mad at him. <laughs> yeah. And it reminded me, there's this running gag, and there's something about Mary, where whenever somebody beats up uh, Ben Stiller, yeah, they always look at the other person and go, "Are you okay?" Like, <laughs> right, right. It's right. a similar gag where you're just, it's all. So in a way, it's like, yeah, there's this sort of one-dimensional portrayal of women. Yeah, yeah. But then also, Will Ferrell's just like such a loser, <laughs> like, and we're yeah. kind of laughing at his yeah. response. Oh man. Um, but yeah, no, that party scene. That party uh, scene is great. Probably the most, the number one moment in this movie though could not be done today. Is, <laughs> yeah. uh, Luke Wilson waking up next to who we, what we assume is a college girl. Correct. Yeah. Uh, he had sex with a college girl the night before. Right. Played by um, she's uh, oh gosh, she's in a like the girl next door. Um, yeah, I can't remember her name. I'll, I'll look her up, but. Uh, yeah, so he he wakes up next to this uh, beautiful college yeah. girl, who we later find out is not just that his boss's daughter, daughter. but not just that in high school. In high school, which yeah. is actually the only point in the movie where I stopped laughing and was actually horrified <laughs> by yeah. what was happening, and I was kind of yeah. like, it, like as the straight man of the film, Luke Wilson probably does the most unforgivable thing. <laughs> right, right, right. The entire movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's definitely the one thing. The one thing. If anything, I, you could maybe do blowjob classes today. You could not do <laughs> yeah. character sleeps with a high school. No, today. you can't. You can't do that. Um, but yeah, interesting. I mean, the only thing that is redeemable is that she does lie to him, but still, like that's right not, that she he yeah. doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then she and she keeps apologizing. It's right. kind of played for laughs where she's like, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, ah. and then because it comes up later too during the third act where he like ruins his chances with a normally aged lady. Yeah, because she like that's right. Yeah, she's just like Ellen Pompeo, right? Yeah, Ellen Pompeo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which by the way, her. Uh, 
her evil boyfriend in the movie, yeah, uh, played Kirk by Kilborn. Craig Kilborn, yep. who I also recently watched Benchwarmers again, and he's the okay. same character in Benchwarmers. Really? Just like, like comically evil. Wow. Like okay. shows up at a kid's birthday party, yeah. acts like a douchebag, and then seduces a lady working at the really? kid's birthday party in old school. I'm saying in this movie, yeah, yeah, he like does the same thing. Is it, who was in, who was in Benchwarmers? No, he doesn't do that in Benchwarmers. Oh, I'm okay. saying he does it in old school. Sorry. Yeah, he does it in old school. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's in Benchwarmers. Is the it's Rob Schneider, John Hedder, and uh, okay, uh, yeah, Spade. Yeah, John. That was. The, but in Benchwarmers, he's like one of the bad coaches. Okay. He's like the yeah, but similar. I knew nothing about Craig Kilborn for the longest time. I knew he used mm-hmm. to host The Daily Show. Right. Before people liked The Daily Show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah, they, that kind of took off after he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how bad would it feel to be the guy who hosted something until someone else took over and then it became popular? Right. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I feel a little bad. Right. Here I am right. in Benchwarmers and yeah. John Stewart is a beloved yeah. elder statesman. <laughs> Which is worse, like taking over something and then it fails miserably or or like leaving it for someone and then blows up. I would say taking over something and fails miserably because yeah. you can at least maybe scapegoat other things. You sure. say maybe it wasn't me. Right. Maybe there are these other aspects of the show. Yeah. But when they just replace you <laughs> yeah. and it becomes a big yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I was the one thing standing <laughs> between this show and success. Right? Uh, not to, look, in addition to Luke Wilson, I don't want to lose Craig Kilborn as a listener if he's listening around. <laughs> I think he works in the movie. I think it's very funny that he yeah. that he immediately seduces a lady working at a children's party, <laughs> right, right, in, in the bathroom. It's yeah. it's comical, but uh, <laughs> and then like tries to big dick uh, Luke, Wilson, Luke like, Wilson. Oh, you're not gonna snitch yeah. on me. It's yeah. the guy code. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I I love all of that. I love like the whole cast of mm-hmm. supporting characters. Um, yeah, the party scene is where we, we do see Frank the Tank for the first time. We see like, him come out. Yeah, it's like, it's like the, one of the best the best lines of the entire movie for me is Will Ferrell, where they're like, you gotta hit this, hit this one time. He's like, no, 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 got a big day tomorrow. Gonna, you know, <laughs> yeah. go to Home Depot and uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> nice little Saturday, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's, just, yeah. he's listing, like... The joke just being like it's all these mundane Mary yeah, Jane things, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's well let's compare. Let's bring in Vince Vaughn's character. Yeah. Who is a guy who's just on top of everything, right? Like he's got his life figured out. Yeah. He's he's a married man with a kid. Yeah. Kind of. Do you think he's a good dad? I think he is. Yeah. I think he. So like, he knows when to let things loose a little bit. Like you know, like. He, Obviously, like you said, he's very on top of his business, a very successful business, like Speaker Warehouse or whatever it is. Yeah. He's always watching his commercials on there, making sure it's, like, good, you know? Right. Um, but, and then, like, you know, making his kid earmuffs when they're talking about <laughs> talking about everything in the in the kitchen scene before the um, before the party. Yeah, I, I think I think he kind of is, you know? I mean, he's not, like, the best, but, you know, I think that he shows... You, you know, like, Will Ferrell obviously did not make it into married life, you <laughs> yeah. know, very well. He's not transition. made for it. No. No. Um, and, and then, but you see, you know, Vince Vaughn's character, like, with his wife, you see them interact, like, it's like, oh, look at the baby, look at the baby, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But he just wants to cut loose. But I think he, he does want to be married. He know? wants a balance, it seems. Right. Like, right. Vince Vaughn is almost the middle of the Venn diagram between Luke Wilson and yeah. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Where Luke Wilson's arc is ultimately, no, I'm just going to leave this town. I'm going to settle down with a right. lady. You know, I'm, I'll be the godfather to these yeah. college guys. But then Will Ferrell's got to stay behind. Which and, is kind of misleading, too. Because, like, you, you think that, like, Luke Wilson would be... I even said so at the, at the beginning of this that like he's the middle between the two, but then it actually like Luke Wilson's character moves out to the outer edge and yeah, and then Vince Vaughn is the one that becomes the voice of reason at times. And which he is, often is the voice yeah, of reason, yeah. And yeah. it's funny because he's initially introduced as like the guy, like the sort of loose cannon who right. introduces this whole crazy idea right. of the frat having a frat in his house. But, um, like you said, like, yeah, I think he is a good dad. Like, the earmuff scene, I think, yeah. a lot. It's a great word. <laughs> yeah. You know, when he's swearing in front of his yeah. kid. And he is just kind of that perfect example of, like, it's possible to have a bit of both. Right. Like, it's possible to have a domestic, you know, quote-unquote mature life. Yeah. And still allow yourself to have fun yeah. with your friends and, and maybe relive aspects of the glory days right. or whatever, right. you know, right. but still not regress as yeah. a person. Um, and I think that's fascinating that like, he's kind of just a good, a good character in the yeah. end. He's just kind of a good guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, morally, do you, right. do, you, do you feel like the movie takes a stance, uh, amongst any of these guys? Or do you think it's just kind of telling like, these are, Three different stories. I think it's just three different stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think... I don't think there's really a... You know, kind of setting up one better than the other. Mm. I think it's just kind of... Giving you a good example of each and letting you decide which is... You yeah. know, maybe the... What's for you or what's the... Yeah. I gotta ask, what... Uh, what's your favorite thing that they have the guys do when they're rushing the frat? Oh man, um, so I I, just, I love the uh, the scene where, and this might not be the um, what you're looking at, but the scene where they're chasing him down in the van. Yeah, yeah. And, and the one of the one of the guys is running by the fountain, and then like it's you know, like Will Ferrell just dives and tackles him into the fountain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, or the other the other scene where they they steal blue from from his from his wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have him back by dinner. <laughs> blue, the old man. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. a great character. Yeah. Um, I love. I. I mean, I always. I. I saw this movie for the first time. Maybe six or seven years ago, mm-hmm. I was watching a lot of just like college frat comedies yeah. or something at the time, and. Um, no, wait, it was more than that. It's probably maybe 10 years ago now. I forget how old I've gotten older. But um, <laughs> but uh, I I think the scene that's always stuck with me is when they're standing on like that bridge. Oh, the bridge, yeah. And they have what is like a brick or rock <laughs> yeah. tied to all their tied penises. Yeah. And that one poor guy, like mm. the large guy, goes through like a manhole and just pulls him down. <laughs> It's the perfect payoff to that scene. <laughs> but I also like in that scene, you're seeing that Luke Wilson is actually kind of cutting loose and he's liking this. Because yeah. he likes doing the, you're probably wondering. Right. Like, <laughs> why is, why is this r- tied to my penis? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then, then Will Ferrell comes in with like the the crazy cop like thing. He's like, "Blue, yeah. yes, sir. Do you trust that I don't want to see here tonight? You died here tonight, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> You're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue." <laughs> One of the best best uh, uh, sort of subplots in this movie is the relationship between Will Ferrell and Blue. Yeah, which yeah. which pays off beautifully. Oh man, it, it does. <laughs> Later, when Blue, when, when Blue unfortunately passes a heart attack after seeing two topless women, right, that he's about to mud wrestle <laughs> in KY Jelly. <Chelsea. laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, and uh, just that cut to the funeral with uh, Will Ferrell singing, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, the I close, close my eyes. eyes. <laughs> Only for a moment, and the moment's gone. That's it's such a Will Ferrell moment, yeah. too, just to have him sing. There's there's a great interaction with with um, Vince Vaughn and and Luke Wilson there, where Blue's wife is sitting next next to them. And it's like, yeah, Blue says, it's like, well, Blue is old. Old people die, man. And, like, and, like and Blue's right wife there. is right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty callous. <laughs> Um, yeah. But but also I mean that helps. Gosh, the whole third act. I forgot. I remember I was when I was watching this movie again. I was like, uh, what's his name shows up. I, um, it, it, like my jaw actually dropped because I didn't recall this or maybe I didn't oh. know this at the yeah. time. But James Carville shows yes. up as yeah. himself in the third act of this movie where they have yeah. to they the, have to basically prove themselves. Right. As a frat, they have to uh, meet all the standards of the college. Yeah. And one of them is debate. Right. And they have right. to put... One of them has to go up and debate James <laughs> Carver. James the Raging Cajun Carver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is an incredible cameo. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, man, it's fantastic. Then and, he shows up. And then Will Ferrell just delivers this, like... Uh, uh, I can't remember what they were having to debate, but he just, like... He goes, like, blacks out and then just... It, it like goes into this whole answer, and then like at the end, he's just like, "Oh, he's just spent." He's like, falls onto, the, <laughs> yeah. onto the podium, <laughs> and then uh, James Carvel's just like, "I have nothing to say." That was, <laughs> yeah. It's like that's how you debate. <laughs> Man. Uh, Will Ferrell's speech too, when yeah. in the locker room, he's like, "We've gone too far." <laughs> like, and he's all red because he was yeah. just on fire. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's so exciting, and it's a perfect, like, it doesn't matter what they did to Jeremy Piven in the past. You're yeah. like, these guys deserve it. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so rooting for them right? by the time it gets to that point in the movie. I'm Mike. And I'm Allison. We've both been guests on We Are Movies before. We love talking movies with Johnny. But I'm a jealous boy. You are. That's why we've decided to talk movies with, with each, each other. other. We started our own podcast called You, you Made, Made Me, Me watch. watch. Each week we make each other watch a movie the other has never seen. You Made Me Watch. New episodes every Friday. Ellen Pompeo, um, kind of ridiculous that she... Uh, the things work out with them. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, she should. There's many red flags. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but that comes back to women had absolutely nothing to do with, exactly. with this exactly. movie. Yeah. Like when they're when they're on the street and all these college guys are going, ah, "It's the Godfather!" Like immediately, that's when yeah. you get out of there. Yeah. Like, and he's like, "Ah, you know, it's but, just oh, the one guy that plays um, that comes back is in, is in the Hangover. Um, the guy with the 
The Godfather, what are you kidding? You, you oh, uh, uh, Brian Callen. Yes, yeah, yeah he plays yeah. that same character that he's in the in the Hangover. So yeah, he is. He's, he's like the diner owner. He's like, oh, are you kidding me? Of course, uh, no, the Godfather, your money's no good here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah He plays yeah. that same. Uh, he owns the wedding chapel. In Eddie, the wedding Eddie, chapel the guy. Wedding chapel guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's hangover. in all of the Hangover. Well, he's in the first two Hangover movies as different characters in each one. I think. Oh, really? And oh, he always wow. does some obscure accent. Okay, yeah. Which because yeah. Brian Callen does not have an accent. Yeah, right? no. You know? <laughs> uh, but Todd Phillips just likes to yeah use him in that he's way. The same people, yeah. Yeah, he's just like, oh, this guy has crazy accent. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like another Rob Schneider. Just never cast him as a, yeah. as a white man. Right. <laughs> yeah. What a plot twist that Rob Schneider turned out to be just a <laughs> you know? caught up with his recent yeah. uh, <laughs> this is wild he was on what Glenn Beck yeah uh, I, oh no I haven't seen that oh yeah he was on oh, Glenn Beck God. recently he was on Glenn Beck he was on Bill Maher's podcast oh man um Rob Sch- I met Rob Schneider one time really I don't know if I ever told the story I met Rob Schneider at uh, uh, a convention in uh like New Jersey mm. like a nerd convention okay so there were like people that had one scene in Halloween 6 or something there. Yeah. Right? And then there was Rob Schneider. There was like a bigger star room. And there okay. was like a kid from Stranger Things. And there was Polly Shore. And there was Rob Schneider. <laughs> wow. And it wasn't that much to get a picture with Rob Schneider. So I went up to get a picture with Rob Schneider at his table. Not to lose Rob Schneider as a listener if he's listening too. <laughs> but he has a table of, uh, of like merch. Most of which is already signed by Adam Sandler. Oh, And he wow. was just also signing it. So it was yeah. like... I, I assume he probably couldn't sell enough of his own merch to get <laughs> right. Adam pull right. some favors for him. Uh, yeah. And so I got a picture with him and I said something. I told him I liked him in the movie Demolition Man. And then he goes like, uh, oh, I got my show Real Rob on Netflix. And I lied to Rob Schneider's face. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I've watched it. It's very good. Oh, and then Rob Schneider's like, season two, coming soon. I was like, yeah. Rob Schneider, I will be the first man in line <laughs> to watch Real Rob season two. <laughs> And I walked away like, dude, I lied to Rob did Schneider because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah, yeah. did you like have like pangs of like, why did I do that? Like, <laughs> yeah, that. I, was like, what? I just got caught up in the moment. I <laughs> did, I did. I just didn't want to hurt. I, like, it's like he's a more successful comedian than I will ever be in my entire life. <laughs> this oh, man's man. never broken even traveling for comedy. I don't think that's true, Johnny Mockney. I think you can, you can eclipse... Uh, Clips him maybe one day. That'll yeah. be my ultimate Which brings up one of my favorite scenes uh, is when the Dan Band is is in uh, in the play of the wedding and they oh, yeah. total eclipse of the heart. Totally oh yeah. my god, that just that's the such way a he great F word. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's kind of like looking like, wait, did he just say that? <laughs> it took me a second to kind of go, yeah. oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh man, because it's just like every now and then I fucking fall <laughs> or something like it's it's so like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an early job. That's like before any of the madness happened. Yeah, there's, there's, there's yeah. Also, it's still, yeah, yeah. There, that's a great moment. There's also a weird moment in early on, like it's, the opening credits are still happening, and Luke Wilson's traveling, and there's just a moment where he's going down an escalator, and this dad is like beating up. Oh yeah, son, yeah. And Luke Wilson just kind of stares at them, like, what's right. going on? And I think about that all the time. Yeah, like, why I'm, is it there? Why is it in the movie? Yeah, yeah. like I. I I don't know. It's like maybe I'm thinking too much about it. Uh-huh. Maybe Rob, maybe Todd Phillips is like, that's kind of, I thought it'd be kind of funny. Yeah, there's a guy being too hard a son, but like yeah. I watched that, I'm just like, is that reflective of Luke's childhood? Mm-hmm. Is that why you know has that affected him as the man he is today? Yeah. Or, you know, like, do you think Todd Phillips has that? I mean, I'm sure he's a 
can be a deep thinker, but do you think like cinematically that he would do something like that? Like, I, I don't know. Because, well, he had a history in documentaries before okay. he did comedies. Okay. He had a weird progression as okay. a filmmaker because he did like documentaries and stuff and then uh, he did comedies yeah. and then now he's he did the Joker. So yeah. now he does Martin Scorsese rip-off movies for right. DC. Right, right, uh, like right. that's his, yeah. you know. So I don't, I'm sure he's capable of it. I'm yeah. sure he's capable of thinking maybe thinking highly of visual storytelling mm-hmm. and, and, and but but I wonder though does he compartmentalize that when he's making a movie like old school right does he's, he go like ah I'm doing old school yeah I'm doing old school now that's not I'm not doing right. I'm not doing Joker you know yeah. like yeah that I wonder I would yeah. like to I'd like to ask him <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I think about that he he directed so. Due Date I think right yeah dude yeah. I like Due Date a lot that's one of my favorites my my wife loves that film we watch that one a lot it's sort of a soft uh, Planes Trains and Automobiles right remake. yeah updated yep yeah, yeah I yeah. think that's why we would like it I mean I, that's one of my favorite movies too Planes Trains and Automobiles yeah, is one of the so greatest fantastic. comedies of all time yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's yeah. it's it's that but just like a little more intense and crazy yes yeah a little more like like. Gloves off, like this both is... characters, kind of more unlikable. Yeah, you trade Steve Martin for Robert Downey Jr. Yep. and then John Candy for Zach Galifianakis, yeah. Yeah. and you kind of want to kill both of them. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it works. For right, the, yeah, yeah, for the movie that yeah. it is. Um, what's your favorite out of all, like the kind of smaller, the one scene actors or the smaller supporting performers in the movie? Who's, who's your favorite? You think? Um, because I have my answer. Good but question. For years. Um. I, hmm, I, I mean, Blue, I, I, I think Blue yeah. is just, like, he, he just nails it. I mean, like, he just goes in and, I don't know if he, I don't know about him as an actor before that, but I just sure, love yeah. the, love, like, how do they find this guy? Like, it's just so, so great. And, like, He's he a discovery. Nails every, everything that they wanted him to do. Um, He's played by an actor named Patrick Cranshaw. Okay, one of those character actors that's in like a bunch of movies. Okay, never really never became a star. Yeah, like, he's in Best in Show, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, he's great. He's iconic. I think. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of some other people too, but but um, like Juliette Lewis at the beginning. Juliette Lewis, great. Is so good. Uh, Sean William Scott might be my favorite. Oh, that's yeah. right. It's the party scene. The tranquilizer. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That's so great. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he just the, just like a scumbag weirdo partying <laughs> kind of a guy. Because like, like he's there with like the horse. Yeah, and I, he has a perfect like. This is a cameo type of appearance yeah. where he appears from like yeah, behind just, the horse. He does. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, like, he's like, oh my god, it's the guy. Yeah, yeah, it's like, ah, it's similar. Because yeah. also, this is 2003. He was a star at the time. Mm-hmm. He was still like, if you watch those American Pie movies in order, mm-hmm. by the time you get to like the third one, it's just the Stifler show. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, at, people had Stifler fever at the time. Yeah, this guy was. <laughs> you know, he was in like he was also in like the Rundown with the Rock at the time, mm-hmm. so he was doing like big movies. Um, and so, yeah, then there's this performance where, you know, you show up and you're like, ah, oh, it's Stifler. Yeah. But the payoff to that scene is after Will Ferrell oh my goes crazy from the <laughs> tranquilizer. <laughs> he wakes up to, um, because uh, Sean William Scott's giving him mouth to mouth. And yeah. he, like, French kisses yeah. him. <laughs> and then Sean William Scott goes, he kissed me! And then pushes him back in the pool. Yeah, in the pool. <laughs> Just to drown That's again. so great. <laughs> I forgot about that scene. That's so great. Yeah, it's one of those, like, great, like, Every now and then an actor... Like, same with Andy Dick. Like, I forgot yeah. he was in it. You're like, Andy Dick's in it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, during that During that scene, there's, like, the running joke that they do about, like, the... Um, 
the bread maker, where like where um, Will Ferrell's character brings this bread maker that <laughs> that they've all passed around to each other to um, to give as a present to uh, Vince Vaughn's kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like gives his kid a bread maker. It's like this, <laughs> he's just he's like so lost as a man. He's just yeah. like he doesn't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> yeah, and then he shoots himself with a trank dart, and then he yeah. <laughs> goes. It's yeah. perfect. Like Will Ferrell's journey throughout the movie. It's funny because Luke Wilson's the main character, but in my memory, Will Ferrell is mm-hmm. because I right. feel like I, I remember him. Oh yeah, most for sure. Everything he does, and yeah. and the way that he does go from this like go from yeah he's he's on the up and up. He's getting married, mm-hmm. and then it's like oh he's uh, yeah he's regressing. <laughs> Oh, he's miserable. He's shooting himself at the train dart. And then somehow settles at like, all right, I'm just going to run a fraternity for the rest of my life. (laughs) And and go to orgies with Juliette Lewis. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, But yeah, I like like the direction they take him. It's, It's a fascinating arc that also I feel like wouldn't be done today. Right. You know? And it's also a type of thing, like I think for actors like Will Ferrell... He wouldn't do that today, too. It's one of those, like, I was a younger guy. That was the type yeah. of... Like, it reminds me of, like... You ever seen The Close Encounters, The Third Kind? No, I never so have. That movie... I guess spoiler for that movie. No, that's fine. But uh, it Richard Dreyfuss? Is Richard Dreyfuss. Okay, yeah. At the end of the movie, Richard Dreyfuss decides to go with the aliens. Okay. Uh, leaving behind his wife and daughter. Wow. Because the, he had a boring life at home with his wife and daughter, <laughs> wife and kids... And so now he's going to go travel with the aliens and really? go to the stars. And Stevens, and that was the 1970s. Okay. And Steven Spielberg and Richard Dreyfuss both said now, as older men who now have wives and children, they're like, yeah, we kind of regret that. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we were young guys, you yeah. know, we didn't know. And it's yeah. like, I wonder if like Will Ferrell, like looking back, is oh, probably yeah. like, yeah, I don't know if I'd do Frank the Tank today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's an appealing message when maybe when you're a 22 year old or, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's funny. I've never seen that movie, but I definitely young Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, 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 he was young at one time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, shortly right after Jaws. In uh, in one of my favorite uh, comedies of all time, What About Bob? Which is oh about, yeah, oh, oh man, true. Bill Murray. Yeah, and I read some of the stories about them like not getting along at no. all. Like they hated each well, other. I think it's part of it was Bill Bill Murray was going through like a method phase too. Oh, okay, so I think he was trying, trying to, to make do Richard that? Dreyfus yeah. hate him, which is hilarious. Brilliant because it works. I mean, it works. Yeah, they, <laughs> you can tell he doesn't like it throughout the entire movie. It's yeah, just no, so did, great. Did not have to try very hard. Yeah. To, to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I did want to ask you because you brought yeah. up the way that the law plays into yeah. the movie. Um, how uh, do you have any readings on how accurate the law is and how it's not portrayed? Very accurate. There. <laughs> um, it, like with a scene where the boss sits him down and he's like the boss. Oh. Who, by the way. Another cameo, yeah. Terry O'Quinn. Okay. Who uh, it was in like The Stepfather, which is like a horror movie. Okay. He's, he's, he was in a lot of like B movies yeah. back in the day and he usually played villains. That's why he's interesting casting. Yeah, he plays it. It's funny. He's like a, he brings him in like a, um, a like a, the dynamics like a cop being brought in by their sergeant kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah. And which is weird. That would never happen. Like that dynamic, it's not going to, like in a law practice they wouldn't do that and uh well, what, what dynamic would it be as opposed it would, to that it would be more they treat them more like equals rather than like hey you you fuck this up like that uh, kind of, you know what i mean like well it's really fucked you doesn't it doesn't comply with the this act or whatever he like cites something which doesn't you know doesn't really apply like all this kind of stuff so the they try i think a little too hard to try and make it like oh we're talking about law things now you know so that's yeah. one thing that isn't really um accurate about the that's 
you see, and it would all they would need to do is just bring in like some guy to like ask him like, well, how you know how would they talk? You know, would consult. Well, yeah, yeah, like a real quick five minute conversation about that scene. But um, yeah, it just kind of gets on my nerves sometimes when they talk about that stuff because it's like this isn't really accurate, you know, yeah. and. But I understand why they did it. They needed his character to have like some sort of, you know, analytical mind to look at these laws and find loopholes and stuff like that. And you know, but the, it it loses it a little bit yeah. <laughs> in that. In that. But it, it's it's so funny. Like those those legal aspects on shows are there for like a small part of it, but. It can ruin the entire experience, at least for, for me. I mean, I'm not everyone's a lawyer, but sure. like it's kind of like, oh, this is, you know, stupid. I can but. picture you. Uh, so when you were 22, were yeah. you already were you, were you in pre law? Were you at the time or? Yeah. So I j- had just graduated. So yeah, I was, you know, political science pre law at Michigan State mm-hmm. University. Um, were you cross armed to the theater at that point? Like this is bullshit. No, <laughs> it's just like well, actually, I hadn't. I, I don't remember the timing of when I saw it, but I was fresh if I was into law school, so I probably didn't really know, but now looking back, and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of lame, but, you know, <laughs> not everyone gets it, because it's just not, you know, it's like if you're if you're a carpenter, and then they have a movie about carpentry, or carpentry part is a minor role, and like, well, you wouldn't use a, a four right. by eight, you, you, this, this bullshit, you know, like that, <laughs> that kind of thing, you know, but... Yeah, I don't know. How about the reveal at the end of the movie where they uh, they recorded Jeremy Piven yeah. giving a uh, a confession that he bribed a student? Right. Uh, any stance on that? I guess that's not really legal. It's more about the discretion of the university mm-hmm. and firing him. I believe. I was trying to remember. So wasn't it? Was Margaret Yang? I think who was the who was the student? Who, yeah. She's also in. Um, she is in that. No, I should have. No, I'm not gonna bring it up. Um, she plays the love interest in Rushmore. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she um, plays another uh, Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't remember how did that work. So she did she record him or yeah she okay or no they recorded him talking to her. They like okay yeah yeah but they got a recording in like a public place you know, yeah like, saying like yeah i bribed you yeah, yeah, yeah. The, most, the most damning thing right you can say. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's right i the dean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah um but, but what recording conversations and using it as evidence i believe that's a state issue right it yeah changes it's a, by state it's a state yeah state by state issue like there's some um like recording telephone conversations is one thing um, if you're in public and you record somebody, then there's really no expectation of privacy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, also, like, if it's private citizens recording, especially in a public place like that, you can definitely do that. Um, which is weird, like, in the... the um, I'm just obsessed with, like, crazy people. And, like, I follow, <laughs> like, anything on TikTok that films crazy people and crazy interactions yeah. and like people are always like you can't film me you can't like, it's like dude we're in public I can film you like all day I mean you may not like it uh, but like turn off your camera's like no I don't have to do anything like that but they can film you back yeah they can film me back yeah <laughs> right um, which is like the uh, Leah Remini and the, the documentary about Scientology which is those people are wild they'll just film you 
like waiting. They'll they'll try and like they'll just film you in an inter- like a regular interaction, and hopefully you'll like lose it because they have a camera in your face. Yeah. And yeah, those those people are are weird. Um, I don't know what I was talking about, but Scientologists are weird. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. take that stance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if I'm losing L. Ron Hubbard's <laughs> grandchildren as listeners, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise has turned this <laughs> off. Sorry, Tom. Yeah. I hate to I hate to lose you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, recording Jeremy Piven totally checks out. Yeah, That's yeah. yeah. It's just the, it's just the, uh, the, um, the, the, the land stuff. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, the land and the the real estate stuff and like, um, yeah, those kinds of things were right. kind of weird. Um, when I did watch this, I did bring that like the, the chart. Like, oh, the the idea of the whole movie where the. I mean, you kind of suspend disbelief at the beginning, but like where Jerry Pippen walks in, it's like, yeah, this has all been rezoned, and like, you know, like that could never happen because like you'd have, to, you would be put on some sort of notice mm. that they were going to rezone something. They can't just like come into a neighborhood and be like, well, we as the university are just going to rezone this as mm. whatever. Like, do you see what I mean? Like when yeah. he comes in, he's like, oh, this place has all been rezoned to university properties. Like, well, dude, I just bought this property. Right. You would have to compensate me somehow if you're just gonna like annex this this uh, this place. So, well, part, and there'd be a process that you know they're going to they're going to do it. that, right, and you would right. be able to challenge it. And but it doesn't make it as fun of a you know, movie. Right, so, right. Sorry to ruin it, but like that's kind of <laughs> like that that part of it too. I was like, hold on a minute, like that's not that's right. not legal. It works much yeah. better when Pivot's already. Yeah, it wouldn't be as funny if like Jerry Pivot walked in and, and Luke Wilson would, would be. Uh, what almost no? Luke Wilson Luke would be Wilson. like, "You can't do that," and Jeremy was like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" And then the credits and the close up like a five minute. <laughs> <laughs> just like, ah, I didn't oh, think this it. one through. <laughs> yeah. Luke Wilson just um actually said, ah. like, "Ah, foiled again." <laughs> yeah. uh, I do. This probably has my favorite. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. My my all time favorite resolution to a comedy villain effort. <laughs> We're right after the credits start. It's a scene, the first scene during the end credits. You cut to Craig Kilborn's character, the asshole ex boyfriend yeah. of uh, of um, Luke Wilson's love interest, uh, driving in his car, listening oh, to he's listening right. to a here I go again yeah. on my own, yeah. and he's like just he's like drinking or whatever. And then drives off a bridge inexplicably. Drives off Damn. a bridge on accident, and Jeremy Piven is there fishing and goes like, "Oh no!" And the car lands on top of him and explodes, and they both die. Horribly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got. We was like, "Oh, we need to come up with a resolution." Oh, I know how we can do this. We we'll just kill them. Kill them both. at the same time. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> All right. Well, got that taken care of. Like that's such a that's such a fly by the seat of your pants like fuck it let's do this type yeah. of scene. Man, this is the humblest have them die. And I'm thinking about everybody watching that scene in the editing room just laughing. Yeah, just like you can't believe we did that. The fact that it's an afterthought too. It's right. just in the end credits. Right. <laughs> it's dead. They're both dead. They're fiery dead. crash. He's like fly fishing. He's like Jeremy's was like fly fishing in right. this little shallow river. Yeah, <laughs> that car smashed on top. And of then him. the fact that he sees his life's about to come to an end, and he's just kind of like, ah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's not enough that the man lost his job. Right. The dean. <laughs> right now. We got a double tap. Now he dies doing the thing he loves the most, which yes. is fly fishing. He fly fishing. He gets to go out on top. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then after that, you also get the scene with uh, 
uh, Frank seeing, meeting, you know, Will Ferrell meeting Juliet Lewis. And she's right. Like, yeah, I got some friends coming over. Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's, that's where Frank the Tank is headed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, one thing I did want to say about, uh, I, as time has passed, I've learned to appreciate Vince Vaughn as an actor more. Mm. Where I think I didn't appreciate him as oh, a really? kid. I, I, I think I, I, especially like I saw movies like Dodgeball. Yeah. And he's just like this, <laughs> right, he's just like yeah. this, oh, he's the good guy. I'm supposed to like him. And I'm like, no, nah, I like Ben Stiller and Dodgeball. Yeah. You know, I like all these other characters. And then, but as time has passed, I think I've respected his comedic delivery a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's doing his fast talking shtick, oh, that whole like I'm in I talk like this. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's incredible. Like I yeah. think he's he's very funny, and especially now that I've gone back and I've watched stuff like Swingers too, and like you just see yeah. like how good he is at that specific character. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I like sometimes I find him to be the funniest part of the movie. Sometimes sure. too. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he really perfected that. I think after... Well, no, he didn't really do a, a whole lot of it in this movie, that fast, like, talking thing, but, like, Wedding Crashers, which yeah. is a couple years later. He's not um, as fast talking in this, but he is sort right. of like a... Like a, here's the deal, we're going to do this. Yeah. Like, he is sort of just yeah. like, I got an idea, and this is what's happening, kind yeah. of guy. Um, yeah. He's then in The Breakup, he's also really good. That was, yes. it was Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. It wasn't a very popular film, I don't think, but... Well, people didn't like it because they just break up. Yeah, but <laughs> it was very, like... Uh, I, I think the 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 truth behind the relationship yeah it gives way to the funny parts of it but like I mean it was very accurate in like you know breaking up and like how tense relationships can be sometimes it, I it saw is hard him, to watch you know it's, yeah yeah I saw him do an interview recently I maybe it was a couple of years ago he was doing like a one of those like it's like Variety or some magazine they'll have like an actor break down their mm-hmm. most famous roles and he was talking about the breakup yeah which excuse me. Which I believe he co-wrote or something. Really? He had something to do with yeah. it. And he said that what he liked about the idea was that it's about, you know, a man who, like, like this this relationship that maybe had the potential to work but doesn't. And the man is in a position where, like, he wants it to work out at the end, but it won't. But he has the dignity to, like, accept that. Mm. And, like, it's a dignified ending as opposed to the, like, I don't know, like, we're... So many comedies would go towards the pathetic yeah. direction with that yeah. relationship, and yeah. um, but then like through that loss, through like the fact that like it's okay if maybe there is a universe where their relationship worked out and it didn't, mm-hmm. and it never will, but like that causes them to grow as people. They're forced to grow as people because they sort of have to like live in the bed that they made, yeah, a little bit, yeah. and I think that's. It's too mature for a lot of people. Sure. Like, yeah. I think they went into that. Just like, wait, I want them to fart on And that's still a goofy movie. You still have, like, John Michael Higgins yeah. being, like... Yeah. No, that's know. a perfect... Like, I love that character. He's so great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it kind of, yeah, flip side of old school, which I, I wouldn't describe as a quote-unquote mature movie. Right, right. Um, but I do think it's... Uh, I do think that there's... It's it's fascinating, because there, there are a hundred... I feel like we don't get comedies that much anymore. Like True. regular like studio yeah. comedies. Yeah. We get a lot of like cheap Netflix comedies or something. Yeah. But movies like this don't really come out. Right. And I mean every now and then maybe like a Seth Rogen movie like Neighbors is comparable, mm-hmm. right? Not just because of the frat storyline, but like that type of thing. But like even Seth Rogen doesn't do yeah. comedies anymore. I like, know, there's really like I think it's been relegated to, like you said, like the Netflix yeah. you know, comedy and like 
it's like, ugh, these kind of suck. Right, you know? which is fascinating because I feel like everybody I talk to, like every kind of person, older people and younger people, they all just kind of want that type of movie again. Mm-hmm. Like even Adam Sandler, when he's doing a comedy, it's like it is also like a cheap Netflix movie, sure. and it's not his kind of. He's not doing stuff like Happy Gilmore anymore. Right. Uh, even his later day stuff, like when he's doing Fifty First Dates, you don't really get that, and it's like. It's not cool for stars to be in comedies anymore, kind mm-hmm. of, like straight comedies. Right. They'll be in stuff that's funny, yeah. but they're not, it's not cool for them to just do regular studio like comedies. Like out like comedy, yeah. yeah. It's always, like, comedy's a part of it, but then right. it's usually, like, a relationship. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we've moved away from that? Well, because the liberals have taken away what we're saying, <laughs> Now we're I think do. Todd Phillips was actually... <laughs> That's very funny. Because I think Todd Phillips actually said he'll never direct a comedy again because people are too woke these days really? or something. Okay. Which is kind of like, I don't know, like I want, really besides, Elisha Cuthbert I looked up as yes, the girl. Yes, that's, yeah, yeah. Besides him sleeping with the high school girl, I think yeah. a lot of this movie could still fly today. Sure. And it's still a little edgy and it's bro-y mm-hmm. and it's not for women. Right. <laughs> you know, right there's right. a lot there, but like, yeah. it's not, I, there's nothing about it that's like, I don't know, quote unquote, cancelable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, so I don't... I, yeah, I don't really see why it can't happen today. But, I don't know either. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think maybe it's... Do you think that that's because of Netflix? Do you think that, that the effect of like Amazon, yeah. HBO, Netflix doing their own... Probably, and like the mid-budget movie's kind of going away going now. Away. Yeah. Like it's either a low-budget movie or it's Marvel, right, right? Right, And so I think that happens, it seems. But also I think it's like, now we're chasing a thing where like if you're a prestige... Like, if you're a real, like, a, I don't know, a very popular comedic writer or actor or something, mm-hmm. if you're, like, uh, you know, for example, look at, like, Bill Hader, mm-hmm. you know, who did, like, plenty of, like, Judd Apatow movies and stuff yeah. like that. And now he's doing, like, Barry. Barry. Which yeah. is this very complicated yeah, character absolutely. study. And he's using his comedic talents. But yeah. it seems like a lot of these guys, even, like, I mean, Jordan Peele is another very different example of, like, mm-hmm. guys who kind of want to take this and they want to do something daring or something that could be seen as high art in a way um and and i and i do believe that it's something they want to do i don't think it's just insecurity Mm -hmm. about being comedians but i think that still rubs off on other people that are like oh there's there's the all these guys are doing these other big things i don't know if i want to be doing another comedy about a dad (laughs) you know do you think that like that is maybe an evolved way of looking at things instead of just an yeah. out and out dick and fart comedy like you know in a way is evolving into something else i think in a way but i also i just believe in the variety too yeah that's because i love that like i love yeah. stuff like barry and, and yeah. i love you know get out and right all that stuff uh yeah, barry's fantastic that's such a great show but there is something as art becomes more and more important mm-hmm. there's a small part of me that just wants to put on like Half baked again, sure. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I, gosh, the other day I watched uh, Kingpin again, oh the Fairly Brothers God, movie. It's so fantastic! And it was like a, it was like an exhale. Yeah. It was like a cigarette exhale. Oh, just man. like a, oh, I feel like so many things I've watched have been That's great, so but way too important. Yeah, and it's great to watch something with absolutely no redeeming values. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Woody Harrelson is just like so amazing. I just, that, He's I love so that funny. Movie. It's such a great movie. Yeah, um, yeah, and Bill Murray also. Yeah. Very. Oh funny my movie. god! Yeah, that like that's such a fantastic bigger and McCracken. Yeah, it's yeah. Such a great role. Yeah, something about just like that, just the straight comedy, and also like, yeah, when you talk about like dick and fart jokes. <laughs> I, there's something, I think smart people still find that appealing. Sure. I, 
there's the other day my girlfriend was uh she did an impression of me mm. and her impression of me was uh she was like Oh, you would just be like, oh, I saw a comedian at open mic, and he just took a shit on stage and then a piss, and Zach and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> and that's all she said. And she was clearly making fun of me, but then I started cackling, because I could oh. not stop thinking about the idea yeah, of, that dude. of a guy going up, taking a shit for six minutes, <laughs> and then saying, alright, I'm going to get out of here on this, and then peeing on top of it. I was like, that is the funniest, that transcends the art form. Yeah, That's yeah, the funniest yeah. thing I've ever thought of. And here I am all the time thinking about like how to do a clever bit yeah. or how to do something that comments something that's observational sure. and then ultimately nothing's going to be funnier than a man pooping. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the same thing for me. It's like falling down. Like I like watching people yeah. fall down. Falling like, down not in, they're not like injured. But like, right. you know, that, it's just like people watching them trip and fall or like yeah. walk into... A uh, one of those like automatic doors or like, something like that. I think that's yeah. the most entertaining thing. Uh, I like when moment. people trip and fall and then immediately get get up. And yeah, like, like, oh, oh, like, like straight in the tie. The, the social <laughs> kind of like I have to. Yeah. That's very funny. Uh, yeah, I love that. I think it's refreshing, and yeah. I think. Uh, but there's also cases of I think there are some comedies, some movies that we consider to be like dumb comedies that aren't in a way. Like I mm-hmm. think I've always made the case for Freddie Got Fingered, yeah. <laughs> which I think is. An absurdist masterpiece. Yeah, I uh, like the one where they 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 went so far. Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> would you like some sausage? <laughs> they went so far beyond dick and fart jokes. Yeah. So let's have our character inexplicably pull over his car yeah. to jerk off a horse for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> that, there's no motivation. We're not even. We don't. We're not rooting for our hero because we don't know why he's don't doing. Know why he's doing it? You know that. Or then on the kind of a different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then in a different direction, Jake was on here one time. And we talked about Dirty Work, the Norm Macdonald yeah. movie. And I think that's that's a very funny movie. That's yeah. still like jokes were like they're peeing off a ledge. Right. <laughs> Norm Macdonald's peeing on a guy. Yeah. Like like yeah. it's just like it's so. Yeah. But yeah, so like I think there's a place for everything. Sure. Yeah, uh, and so I'd, I'd love, man, if another a movie called Dick and Fart could come out tomorrow, <laughs> you know, starring starring uh, Luke Wilson again yeah. or whatever, <laughs> and I'll see it. I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's a version of this movie with Owen Wilson that's better? Hmm. <laughs> Not to put down Luke again. No. I'm just oh. I don't know. I think he might like be too much. Yeah. You know, like. Um. I, yeah, I I think that you would. Like you said earlier, he's just very charismatic, and I yeah. think that he would take away from what you needed Mitch to be, which was you know kind of a straight laced it more more often than not, um, and very like subtle, like you know the. You know, it's not he's not an out and out kind of a guy where Owen is like. That's wow, it's very like his whole personality would be very. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, and that is a thing where like a lot of people give a lot of people go too hard on Luke, saying mm-hmm. that he's like the lesser one. Right, but this is a case where I think Luke works better for sure. Because because yeah, because the another thing is regularly in this movie Luke Wilson has to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I don't think Owen Wilson. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, he's too. Yeah. He's a little too like he's just too cool in his environment yeah. settles in a little too much yeah he there is something about Luke Wilson and it's in 
I'll just draw from what I've seen of him, but like in Royal Tenenbaums, he's got a very, there's a broody way about him. He's yeah. very like contemplative, or that's not how to say that word. Contemplative. Uh, contemplative. Yeah. And uh, there's, he doesn't have to do what Owen Wilson does, which is very like expressive. He can be inward, but express the emotion. That, that's why it's, I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm fascinated with the idea of how they cast movies and how they get these people together. Yeah. I think that's a very unappreciated you know, dynamic of a movie is how do we, those people are very, you know, skilled at what they do. Some people are way better than others, but yeah, you know, this is kind of one of those where you, you see they get all these people together and, um, yeah. Well, I think impressive. in a case with a movie like this, where mm-hmm. you, it's kind of a star driven comedy, yeah. I think more often than not, you assemble your actors first. Mm-hmm. You go, we're looking for a Will Ferrell vehicle. We're yeah. looking, like, we're looking for a movie that can have that we can focus around this star that we want to lead our movie, and yeah. then they're like, then they usually they have like a drawer full of scripts. Mm-hmm. They have like you know stuff that they've bought over years that they've never produced. And sure. They're like, what could we put around Will Ferrell? What could yeah. we put him? In? And then they hire people to rewrite that script. Yeah, you know, to kind of make it more fit around his sensibilities as an mm-hmm. actor. I think that t- more often than not is the case. Yeah. Um, Every now and then, I think you get to eventually you have auteurs in comedy like Judd Apatow who just writes and directs his own scripts and mm-hmm. casts his friends. Yeah, <laughs> so right. you know that definitely happens. But um, I think that I don't know. I didn't. I, I that seems like kind of the case with a movie mm-hmm. like this, yeah. um, for sure. But yeah, it does make you wonder. Like, but I mean, so also, do you think that they they had the three of them in mind at first, or did you think that they like it was we just want to do something silly with Will Ferrell and then and then we added um, this one there. Well, Maybe maybe I should have done my research on this before we. Uh... <laughs> um, well, so the movie's written. Yeah, so the movie's not written by any of these guys. Um, okay. There are other movies like Will Ferrell's been in that he's written. Actually, so the movie's co-written by Todd Phillips, who I believe did rewrites. Okay. So it was an existing script that Todd Phillips rewrote. Okay. Um, and so. Um, I'm willing to say they assembled at least the three leads. Okay. I, I would probably say. They probably said, like, we want to make a studio comedy. And it was the early 2000s at this point. There was, like, you already had American Pie. So, like, the sex yeah. kind of debauchery comedy yeah. was big. You know, not to say this is a sex-based movie necessarily, right. but it is about debauchery. It's sure. about that, you know. So, like, American Pie was big, and there was, like, Road Trip and Euro Trip yeah, yeah. and movies like that. Todd Phillips also, I think, did Road Trip. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so... That was already just like a tight, that was kind of a zeitgeist. Mm. And so they're like probably, and a lot of those movies didn't have big stars, you know. Mm. Jason Biggs wasn't right. <laughs> like a big star right, right. at the time. And so they were like, yeah, it's like maybe we can get a couple of these. And I guess even at the time, I mean, Will Ferrell wasn't as famous as he is today. Right. He was more of a, probably probably close to fresh off SNL mm-hmm. at the time. I think this was a year before Anchorman. Uh, or something like that. So he still wasn't quite the movie star that he is now. Mm-hmm. That's why he could still be second to sure. Luke Wilson right, right, <laughs> in a right. movie, yeah. you know. And then uh, Vince Vaughn being the you know the sort of the swingers guy yeah. and uh, uh, having been in the Psycho remake. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> like Gus Van Sant. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I, de- I definitely think it was kind of like assemble the guys and then okay. put the movie around. It. And, and I do think that that's why so many times comedians are great in movies when you write roles around them mm-hmm. because they already encompass such a great character. Mm-hmm. You know, like, how many times, like, have, has Martin Scorsese put, like, uh, you know, Don Rickles or Mar- Ray Romano True, yeah. or whatever in, right. like, a movie kind of around them, but, like, they're so good at that character that they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Andrew Dice Clay was in a Woody Allen movie one time. Yeah. And he was great. Right. <laughs> like, it was just, yeah. You just had what to write a part for Andrew Dice Clay. It was uh, Blue Jasmine. Okay, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like every now and then, you know, maybe comedians aren't the best actors all the time and mm-hmm. that they can, they have a range. Yeah. But like when you do, I think when you do kind of make that project around them, they seem perfectly cast. Yeah. Because it's literally, it's right. written for them. All right. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about old school before I get to the uh, no. pulper reviews? No. Okay. Um, so... I go to Letterboxd and I uh, okay. I looked up uh, half star reviews out of five. Um, this is one of my favorites. Uh, Fight Club, but upper middle class dad version. <laughs> it's quite accurate. Yeah, actually. yeah. Like my favorite thing is when I read a negative review and I actually kind of agree with what. They yeah, say. Uh, yeah. I'm like I agree with what you said, but I don't know if it's negative for me. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like somebody says yeah, that, I'm true. like, yeah, that's yeah, that's about right. Uh, wouldn't be a Todd Phillips movie without gratuitous boob shots, <laughs> an inappropriate relationship with a high school girl, and a homophobic slur in the first 60 seconds, would oh, that's it? Right. That's Juvenile right. and seriously unfunny, I didn't laugh one time in the full 90 minute runtime, which is amazing. Oh, come on. Given that's no literally way. what Phillips and Co. set out to do, I feel brain dead. Uh, I think this is somebody who intentionally watched a movie that Absolutely. they were going to like. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, it's one of those, it's like, do you like the guys in the movie? Yeah. Then you'll like the movie. Then you'll like the movie, right? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of that simple. I don't believe that they didn't laugh one entire time. There's, right. there's going to be something. There's something would, in here for someone. Somebody, and uh, not the you know the entire runtime. Like that's. I dare anybody to watch the scene where Will Ferrell thinks his wife is blowing Andy Dick. <laughs> right, and not laugh. And not laugh. That's, the, the ludicrous yeah, setup yeah, <laughs> for that yeah, situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, half star. Good concept. <laughs> so I actually like this. They gave it a half star, but then they gave it a like. Oh. So you can like a movie and then rate it. And they okay. gave it a half star out of five, but they liked it. <laughs> so kind of... Anyway, but they're mixed on this. Good concept, but the most shit thing ever. <laughs> no execution, and it's just Will Ferrell, the guy from Dodgeball, and some early 2000s rom-com actor <laughs> making the same shit jokes for one hour and a half. Stupid mid-ass movie would never watch again. <laughs> wow. What a what a... This is written by a kid, right? Yeah, to, to, so. to not even name Vince Vaughn by right, name. yeah, <laughs> the guy from Dodgeball. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then this was I gave this one my last the last negative review half star. The half star is because I usually like Luke Wilson. <laughs> oh man, a disappointed Luke Wilson. Oh fan. my god, that's such a weird like place to be. Right. Uh, What's the peak for Luke? Yeah. Wilson? Right. Yeah. Wow. Maybe they were just a bottle rocket fan. Maybe that's yeah. Or I liked him in uh, what was it? Um, legally Blonde. Like, yeah, he's a big fan of his. Because I don't know, Legally Blonde. He's yeah. kind of the same. He's just a straight man. Right. To we- Reese Witherspoon, who's yeah. the Will Ferrell of that movie. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> you know, she's the, an- the all the antics, and yeah. then he's kind of there to be the yeah. grounded. But, Weird. Yeah, good at it. <laughs> um, but anyway, this was uh, fun. It was a fun rewatch. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you choosing this. I like rewatching man. it. I liked getting. Uh, your analysis on the law. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> that. I'm legal eagle. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm yeah coming for you, legal eagle. Lawyer reacts to old school. Yeah, 
His legal, 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 it's a hard thing. Yeah, it's a hard name to pronounce. How is he a success? Right. I don't know. That stupid name. And that dumb face. Dumb face. Good features. Yeah, great. He's incredibly handsome. I'm so, I know, I'm so jealous of him. No, that's, yeah. Is it because he's a lawyer or is it because he's handsome? It's both, goddammit. It's both of those things. Comically handsome. Like, he looks like an evil lawyer from a movie. Yeah, he looks like a hateable face. Defending a murderer or something. Yeah, like a, right, or a corrupt prosecutor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if he is? We've never asked what type of lawyer. Yeah, he is. I know. He's, he, he probably has defended every. He probably just defends like pharmaceutical companies. Oh my god! <laughs> he's probably like yeah. just the worst type. He's of... just like yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, your album's coming out. Yeah. Um. I uh, free consultation. Free consultation. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for uh, for for letting me sell my wares yeah yeah i appreciate that yeah it's the first one i've ever done um took me a long time to finally pull the trigger yeah and i'm super excited that it's coming out and um yeah october 14th it'll be available on all platforms um yeah i'm I'm, I've listened to it so many times just to get it ready and edit it. I'm sick of everything about <laughs> it, but I just I've, I'm really glad to have it done. Yeah. It's something I can I'll look back and say that I did, and um, yeah, I'm I'm just excited to put it out and and uh, it's it's funny like I've been getting more like traction on social media now and and like I I'm learning things about myself like how to take negative criticism but i don't do that well um man it's just uh it's a really interesting thing that we do you know doing stand-up do you reply to negative criticism i do sometimes i do (laughs) sometimes i do like if i'm having a bad day i will just fire off like like if someone's and and some people have some of the the trolls have criticized me like well you need to you know take you know criticism better i was like well I'll take criticism from someone that knows what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> right, you know, like, right. I'll take, like, you know, if, if it's a comedian I respect, you know, or, or peer, yeah. like, I will, like, oh, okay, I'll, you know, I, I may be wrong, but if it's, like, some idiot who can't spell or, like, yeah, but, yeah. you know, like, I'm not going to take criticism from that, you know? Yeah. Um, so... It's a, it's a, I find myself in an interesting spot in my life where putting <laughs> these things out there and uh, getting negative responses, kind of like these reviews. A it's bit. a very interesting dynamic of the people that write those reviews. Like, what was that for? Like, right. It's so crazy. Like, that they're just, I watched an entire movie and didn't laugh the entire time. Like, what is wrong with you as a person? Yeah. You know? Um, because also the mental capacity to keep going with the movie. Correct. There's something thing. wrong there. <laughs> like you, you, you love pain. You love inflicting pain on yourself, or yeah. you just need attention. Which we we're comedians. We need attention. We need attention. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's funny. Like people are like, well, it's not a good look for you to like lash out at somebody. It's like, well, I'm not. I'm doing this from a. I'm an instable person I'm doing stand up. <laughs> Did not you see the video? Well, thing <laughs> that we do like yeah. you know so. Um, yeah, it's it's a very uh, interesting time to be alive where people can criticize you on the internet Definitely. anonymously. Um, well, I remember Bo Burnham saying one time that he he was on. Do you remember that uh, the Green Room show with Paul Provenza? He would have like a bunch of comics in our. Room. Oh, I think I may have seen a couple. Uh, yeah. And Bo Burnham was on with all these like it was Gary Shandling and oh, Ray wow. Romano and uh, and Mark Marin was there wow. and all these guys and Bo Burnham who at the time I think was like nineteen really and he says. You know, a lot of people criticize me because I didn't come up through the clubs and I didn't face the super name. Is it Bo Burnham being like an actual, like himself? Yeah, just being himself. A 
character goes. No, yeah, yeah, they're all just okay. talking. Okay. And he says a lot of people criticize me because I didn't go through the clubs and I yeah. didn't get, you know, I didn't get the scrutiny of a real live audience. But yeah. I don't know what's worse scrutiny than an online comment section. Oh my god, that's they'll so They'll say true. worse things to you than anybody ever. So will say true, man. Club. So <laughs> true. Like, like I. That's one thing that I had. I think I was a better person not putting things on the internet. Like, and so TikTok, by and large, people have been fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's so weird that, like, people shit on this app, like, oh, it's just like kids or whatever. But the commenters, there's no, no one has said really anything negative about the stuff that I put out there, which is, nice. I find fascinating. Like, the real shitty people have been um, Facebook. Like, it's oh. such a weird... That makes sense, though, yeah. to me, for some reason. Because I think people on Facebook, I just think there's a certain more miserable collective on Facebook. Okay. Whereas TikTok, I think also the algorithm is much more for you. I think that's... Yeah, By the time they right. got in your stuff, they've seen 10 things like it like that it. they aren't yeah. like. Yeah. You know, so I think it's... Yeah, that's interesting. You know, but and I, younger people, too. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm really struggling with that as a person, you know? So, like... <laughs> I, and... I find it like a challenge. Like, how can I deal with that? Like, it's a very, um, the need to be liked, which is part of, you know, being, doing stand-up, yeah. um, getting validation instantly. And then like that struggle with people that don't like it. And then yeah. like, I don't know, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, have you ever heard that guy? Yeah. 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 Gary, kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, I love that guy. I think he's fantastic. Like he, his, his, just his mindset of yeah. like, um, his his thing is, and I've I've used it before. Is like if someone says something like that after tell a total stranger that like you're shitty at comedy, watching a thirty second clip, like how broken of a person is that to sit there and and then you just share you you respond with kindness, and like I've done that a couple of times and and it'll shut them up. Like it's like oh, I hope you have a great day. You know I'm sorry that this didn't live up to your expectations, mm-hmm. and I hope you have a great day. Um, and yeah, just not engage with them, and and so yeah. As I'm getting older, like just trying to figure out how to. My mindset is changing, like and how yeah. you know, before it'd be like, oh fuck, you know, like fuck you, and like you know, um, want to respond. Now it's like I still want to say fuck you, but like I want to, you know, kind of do it in a way that, um, acknowledges that this person is just broken i mean there's no like that guy with the half star review like i watched it 93 <laughs> minute running time and didn't let him anything. yeah what's the point of that well, yeah and i also tend to think like people who hate something that they're mm-hmm. experiencing that's much more of a them problem than anybody else's yeah for sure they're choosing to take that thing in yeah that they don't like and and it's like the first time the first like the first of many times but the first yeah. time or one of the time i guess the most prominent time i ever remember somebody telling me i wasn't funny yeah like he was just like you're not funny, and I was like, I'm sorry. I wish I thought. I wish you thought I was. Yeah, that's a great way of looking. Like, you're so well adjusted. Like if you thought yeah. I was, then you would yeah. have a better time, and I'd feel better about myself. Yeah. <laughs> so we would both be like, happier. You know? I, I just for some reason I didn't get that growing up. I didn't get that like, um, like it's okay. You know, don't worry about it. It's not. Yeah. But for me, it just. I hope you find something that makes you happy. Yeah. <laughs> if right? it's not this. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm having to learn that. You know, there's things that I'm good at other than taking people's criticisms, but that's one of the things I'm very bad at is like, sure. you know, but if it's a, if it's a peer, like I won't like, you know, want to viscerally destroy them, but like, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but it's just these random people on the internet. I can't, I can't. It's anonymous. I know. I know. People. Yeah. yeah. But, but 
I yeah. I have I was there for the recording of your album. Yeah, and uh, it's great. Thanks. Man. Um, and I, I mean, how long have you been doing comedy for at this point? So this is ten years. Ten so, years. So yeah, percolating for ten years. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. what? How old do you think is the oldest joke in the? Wow. Album? Um. Yeah. So probably like six. Six seven years old. Okay. Yeah. It was really cool because you know I've been seeing you do comedy since I was eighteen. Wow. When I start, I, I did Max for the first time. I was eighteen. Yeah. Twenty three now, and it was amazing seeing some of the old hits come back. Yeah. Like there's newer stuff in it too, but then yeah. like some stuff that I missed come back. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that one rules. Yeah, like you, you shared with me like um because I don't do turd clumps a lot. That yeah, joke yeah. about that the graffiti and Lansing, but like that's one of my favorite things but i did i saved it for that because like i mean if you're if you're there to see me you're you're probably going to love that joke because yeah, yeah. that that just at, at the core of my being i just love that there's that graffiti that's, it's your that's, hot pockets yeah. i would say yeah. i've always i always that's try to say funny. out of all my comics friends yeah. what's their hot pockets, hot pockets? And i think that's oh yours. Well, that's cool man yeah. i appreciate that <laughs> I'm, yeah i'm just i'm i appreciate you having me on and i just want to um thank you for this and yeah just uh, it's 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 cool just, you know, because I think it's I ended a chapter in my my comedy and I'm trying to write new things now, yeah. um, which is is hard and I, I like that you know it, I like the challenge of it um, and trying to be because there there's jokes on the album that like I don't I really identify as the same person anymore yeah. which is cool um, and then just trying to write. You forced I mean, it out of yeah, you by recording it, yeah, by immortalizing yeah. it. You're like, right. I can't do it. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, yep. yeah. And, and then heading in a new direction of of what it is I'm going to write and perform now. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing this. For sure. Absolutely. I close my Alright everybody, that wraps up yet another episode of We Are Movies. Thank you so much for listening. Huge thank you to Nick Lyadorf for coming on. I really appreciate it. You can follow him on Instagram and TikTok at Comedian at Law. Um, also, his album, um, Free Consultation, coming out very soon, October 14th, a Friday. Um, you can pre-order that in the description of this episode. Definitely keep your eye out for it. It's a great album. Um, and especially if you haven't really had a chance to listen to Nick, you know, long form, it's a real treat. And so, um, can't recommend it enough. Also, if you're a fan of this podcast and you haven't yet, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at We Are Movies Pod. You can like the Facebook page, We Are Movies. You can also follow me on Instagram at Johnny Mockney Comedy. Also on where else? Oh yeah, uh, I guess I'm on Letterbox at Johnny Mockney. If you want to catch up with my movie reviews and stuff going on there. And uh, that's all I have for you today. I'll be back with you very soon. It's now October, so. We have some pretty good uh, spooky season episodes uh, percolating at the moment, which should hopefully come out pretty soon and uh, fill up this month and make it even spookier than it already is. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. If you know me, you know it's my favorite time of the year. So uh, we're going to have fun. And uh, that being said, I will see you soon. And until then, uh, rest in peace, Blue.